Mo just hurt herself as we started recording. <laughs> what did you do to yourself? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened? Oh, man. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm fine now. What did you do? Well, I stretched. <laughs> I stretched and I'm over 30. That's exactly. what I did. Exactly! <laughs> you leave me alone. <laughs> Apparently I'm middle-aged now, okay? So um, you just hurt yourself when you stretch or what? <laughs> so, my abdomen, because of a surgery that I've had, oh, right. when I stretch... Those muscles, like, they tense. Oh, okay. And so it just feels like a, not even like a cramp, but like... Vice grip on you. Yes! <laughs> and it's only when, like, you know, you can kind of like, oh, yeah, that's a stretch. But no, like, when you get the real when good, full like, body. full body yeah. muscles, that kind of stretch, that feels so good. And then immediately after, I'm like, oh, dying! <laughs> it wasn't worth it! This yeah. is much more stressful. Yes. You know what happens to me when I do a full body stretch, one of those big ones? What? I like lose all feeling for. Your body just tingles. It goes like numb. No, like I start to fall over. Oh my gosh. Like I start to almost pass out. Sometimes my vision goes out for just a few seconds. Like I always catch myself, but I'm always like a third of the way off my seat or whatever. And I'm like, oh. I catch myself. I've seen you do that. It's frightening. <laughs> I feel like something's wrong with me. <laughs> Listeners, is there something wrong with me? Do if we have know, any doctors out there? Because I'm For not real. really going to go to the real doctor because I'm, you know, a stubborn adult male <laughs> who only goes to the doctor if he's dying. So. Fair enough. That said, coming up on today's show, we wrap up our examination of a viral song that asks tough questions of God. Plus the latest news, a game, finally a game. What? And more. But first, today is October 23rd. We've got a few holidays to celebrate. We do. Uh, it's national. No, no, not national. Not even international. <laughs> it is Lung Health Day. Get your lungs in check. How? I mean... Aside from not how do, smoking. How do we test our lungs? Aside from not smoking, what can we do to be healthy with our lungs? Exercise. I feel, yeah, I, I mean, exercise, yeah, I know that expands your lungs. It helps Yeah. Helps you breathe deeper. I was going to say take a more. breathalyzer like once a month. <laughs> okay, I'm still not drunk. All right. <laughs> well, no, but it takes a lot of effort to blow into that tiny hole, you know? Uh, so yeah. you watch live. Or get one of those things with the, the ball. You gotta oh, keep the ball yes, in the air. that you have to use after a surgery. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> get one of those for your house. Test out your lung strength, lung capacity. I remember like singing in choir. You had to stand up straight and you didn't breathe in with your stomach. You breathed in, you breathed in with your chest and you kind of suck it all in and expand your chest out wide. That way you can sing for a very, very long time as your chest cavity slowly collapses <laughs> to nothing. <laughs> it was it's very true. strange and very noticeable <laughs> once you're made aware of it. <laughs> well, because you all start like in good posture, mm -hmm. shoulders back, <laughs> standing up straight, and then by the end of the song, you all look like a bunch of hunchbacks. Hunched over. <laughs> <laughs> and you're dying. Uh, um, it's also National Boston Cream Pie Day. 
I know. I'm not a fan. Yep. Does it have custard in it? I feel like it has custard in it. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't want it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good without it. I don't want it. A Boston cream pie or a Boston cream donut isn't quite as bad. I enjoy those. Mm. But that's because it's a donut. Yeah. So. I just, I'm not a fan of custard in general. Really? Like, not or at all? Or general custard. Oh. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> that was an unintended pun, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> all right. And lastly, it is Unity Day. Ooh, you really pronounce Unity like... Unity. Well. You're welcome. I'm like, Unity Day. Unity. Unity Day. Unity Day. Uh, so, you might be like, what the crap is Unity Day? Uh, well, here's what it is. We're all going to wear orange today to promote unity and end bullying. Or at least try to end bullying. It's to, it's to raise awareness of the need to end bullying. Listen. I feel like I feel like a lot of the anti-bullying stuff, or not a lot, but at least some of it, is going about it the wrong way. And this is my personal thought. Well, okay, go ahead. Because I feel like it's a lot of it is aimed at like shaming bullies. Yeah. Which isn't the answer to bullying. No. Because bullies it's never aren't been... just bullies aren't just bullies. To be bullies. To be bullies. bullies Something's are bullies messed up hurt. with them. Yeah. And so the real end of bullying should be figuring out why they bully to begin with and mm-hmm. helping them overcome that. Mm-hmm. But instead, it's often seen as just about protecting the victims of bullying mm-hmm. and not solving the problem, mm-hmm. which is how we have the mindset of like our justice system. We don't want to fix the people before we send them to prison. Mm-hmm. We just want to get them out of here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think we slip into that mindset too easily. At least that's how I, what I've noticed. I don't know. We do. Absolutely. But Unity Day is about everybody being unified. And yeah. I believe this would be the bullies on everybody. So I'm fully on board with this. Yeah. Also, I mean, and what better way to pick out a bully than to pick a day where we all wear the same color. Mm-hmm. And if they ain't wearing orange. We bully them. Into joining our team. <laughs> I mean, I just don't see any other way. If I'm being really honest. Oh, we're offensive. <laughs> <laughs> if you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show on Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash Radio. So lo- listen, folks, here's the deal. I'm adding music to the station every week, and I'm looking at the, at the, the data limit that I have for the amount of money that we pay each month. We're close. We're up to about 20 gigabytes worth of music. We only have 25 until we got to pay more. And the next jump up is about double what we're making uh, through our Patreon donors, which we have several very generous Patreon donors, many of which have been with us for years, even before the radio station began. And we are so incredibly grateful for them. But we have pretty much plateaued with donations while we've been growing in listeners. So we're not asking for 40 bucks a month. I mean, if that's what you want to give, give it. Five bucks, five bucks a month would go a long way in helping us get there. If we just had a handful of people giving us five bucks a month to join in this next, uh, you know, before the end of the year, 
that would be a big help already. Uh, or if we had one person who wanted to just give us $500 every month, <laughs> that would also be great. You know? some I know some of you are out there. Some of you are out there. No, but seriously, anything that you can give, we'd be extremely grateful for. And the more that we can have people give us even a tiny amount, uh, the quicker we're going to get to that goal. Uh, so please check us out. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Backward Radio. You can read all about uh, why we're asking for donations there and check out the cool incentives that we have based on how much you're willing to donate. You all right over there? Yeah, I was trying to do math in my head okay, and it's that's, not working. You had a, you had a concerned <laughs> look on your face. <laughs> like something's going on in that brain. Yeah, <laughs> you're right, but it's not working. I'm uh, getting a lot of misfires. <laughs> Let's do some artist updates, huh? Hey. Learn about some of our stuff going on in the christian music industry a reminder from love and the outcome your anxiety died on the cross so don't let it boss you around anymore yeah easier said than done love and outcome (laughs) jeremy camp says that his kids may know him a little too well they texted him a a meme and added this is you dad Uh, the meme was that one where the person's trying to go to sleep and the brain's talking to them so it says uh person says good night the brain says psst meme says what the brain asks what disease do you think we have? <laughs> <laughs> that would keep me awake forever. Yeah. Uh, Skillet was part of the Major League Baseball playoffs last weekend. The band posted Gotta Love MLB October Baseball. Just found out that Legendary was used for the opening of the NLCS Game 2 tonight. Which is super cool. And just another in the list of ways Legendary is being used. Uh, I don't know if I've told you. I'm pretty sure it's happened since this whole hiatus began. Mm-hmm. Legendary is now the theme song for WWE's Monday Night Raw weekly yeah. episode, which is the first time that a Christian song has been used as uh, in weekly programming. You want to know something? For wrestling. Yeah. I actually knew that. Yeah? Because my child. Oh, I, for- I keep forgetting that Topher's into it. Does yeah. he watch, like, weekly now? Uh-huh. Yeah? Yep. That's cool. Every, what is the slam? The slam? There's, like, no, one of the nights of the week, something slam. No. It's Friday Night Smackdown. Smackdown. Gotcha. Okay. See? Friday Night Smackdown, uh, Monday Night Raw, Wednesday Night NXT, and, yeah, those are the main shows. Why was I thinking slam? Anyway. There's a SummerSlam pay-per-view. That we just had, so you might have... Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. So he has the WWE app on his TV in his bedroom. Oh, okay. Do you pay pay for the the thing each month? Yeah, because... That's a lot of content. We love our child. (laughs) But he's still... He's still convinced that it's real life. (laughs) And then when my brother-in-law and sister-in-law came and visited last week, my brother-in-law is also big into WWE. Yes! And he did not help the situation at all because Chris is like, Nick, you got to help me. Tell Topher that it's not real. And Nick, straight face, totally offended, looks at Chris and says, what are you talking about? It is real. And Chris is like, no, come on, please. No, it is real. And so Topher's like, see, told you. You know how you know it's real. Uh, A few weeks ago, I guess a couple months ago. 
someone tried to kill Roman Reigns. And they found out who it was. And instead of, you know, going to jail, they settled it in a ring. <laughs> That's how you know it's real. <laughs> it's real life. Let me someone tell you. literally drove a car into Roman Reigns' car as he was getting out of it. Roman Reigns leapt into the car to jump out of the way at the last second. You're like, we're going to settle this at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wrestling is weird. See, and you tell that to my son and he'd be like, yeah. Obviously, they're they're men. They settle <laughs> things with their fists. <laughs> or their, their, their hurricane ranas and their power slams. But they are, he is the most non-confrontational person ever, my child is, yeah. ever on the planet. It's probably uh, Like his alter ego. Yeah, it's, it's probably cathartic for him. He gets to see all the stuff that he wishes he had the courage to do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> or, 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 he's boning up on how he's eventually going to take Cannon down. <laughs> One of these days, it's going to be the fight to end all fights. It is. And Topher's coming out on top. You know? Because he's I... got a steel chair. <laughs> Yeah, and what are those things called? Those sticks that have the... The kendo sticks? Yeah, he's got like five of those too. <laughs> all he's got to do is lift up his sheet under his bed and just pull them all out. Pull them all out. <laughs> I don't know why these are under here. These yep. have never been a part of any sanctioned match, but here we go. Yep, 12 tables, <laughs> 17 chairs, and all of it's going on the stage. <laughs> Has he shown you The Fiend yet? No. Bray Wyatt's... Uh... Like Mr. Rogers, like alter ego. He's talked about it. Yeah. But I haven't seen it. I'll I'll need to show you the video of his entrance. It's terrifying. Yeah? Yeah. It's not PG at all, but they only do it at pay-per-views. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's hmm. it would give me nightmares. <laughs> All right. Uh, back, what were we talking about? We're, <laughs> artist you know, updates. We were doing artist <laughs> updates. I think you can skip a couple. Oh, uh, <laughs> you have a you, lot. You got yeah. a lot. <laughs> we'll just do them really quick. Matthew West doesn't care if it's October. He shared a short video this weekend of his family settled in to watch a Christmas story. Matthew posted, is it too soon? Yes. Nope. Yes. <laughs> Uh, a historic and slightly unnerving moment for Michael Tate this weekend. The Newsboys frontman shared a short video of his former DC Talk bandmate, Kevin Max. Michael said, this is a very historic moment. Kevin Max is with me on an airplane. He's not an airplane riding kind of guy, so I'm a little nervous today. Kevin did not say a word. He was simply nodding in agreement. It was quite a cute video, actually. Uh, a who's who of Christian music featured, uh, well, sorry, turned out for the private screaming. I can't read really? the words. You got in my head. A who's who of Christian music t <laughs> turned out for a private screening of Jeremy Camp's new movie, I Still Believe. Danny Goki, Dave Frey, and the Sidewalk Prophets. Of the and, Sidewalk Prophets. Of the Sidewalk <laughs> Prophets. And Mercy Me's <laughs> Mike Schuster <laughs> all posted their thoughts after viewing the movie that won't be in theaters until next March. You did that to yourself. Danny posted, I can't say enough about this movie. I cried multiple times throughout the movie. It's so good. 
make sure you guys see it. Dave shared uh, a powerful reminder that God is there even when our, even in our darkest days. And Mike added, can't wait to see what God does with this film. So this comes from the same uh, uh, production company that made I Can Only Imagine, mm-hmm. which was retelling Bart Millard's story right. with that band. This is a retelling of Jeremy Camp's story, which early on in his Christian music career, his, his wife died. Right. Uh, really, really young. And that was a major influence for pretty much his breakout album, which was Stay. Uh, and that had that song, I Still Believe, uh, in your faithfulness. It was, you know, in, in spite of all this bad stuff that's happening, in spite of all the heartbreak, I still believe in your faithfulness. I still believe in your truth. And uh, that's it's going to be a good movie. I'm excited for it. I'm yeah. more excited for that one than I was for I Can Only Imagine. Yeah. And I love it. I can only imagine. I can only imagine it's one of the best Christian movies to come out in the last decade. And I know that's not hard. <laughs> but I believe it's saying something. I was kind of let down by I can only imagine. You didn't like it? Really? I mean, uh, it was all right, but... I really liked it. I've seen it a couple times since, and I still, still like it. All right. 10th Avenue North was struggling with the name on uh, one town during this past weekend shows. Guitar- guitarist Jeff Owen posted, we were in Waukesha, Wisconsin, as we lovingly called it, Waukesha. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Waukesha? <laughs> and they're all like, what? <laughs> Do you know Who somebody? are they talking to? Do you to? know somebody here named Wakisha? Totally a girl I graduated <laughs> high school with. Confession from Matthew West. Truth be told, sometimes I stand in front of the mirror and sing into my hairbrush pretending I'm a member of Casting Crowns. Well, That's you know. weird to me. Thinking, you know, another relatively successful Christian music artist is pretending to be a part of another band, the Christian scene. Because I don't think of artists as real people <laughs> who do real things like that. <laughs> Which is why he posted this. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, rough weekend for Randy Phillips of Phillips, Craig, and Dean. He was speaking at a women's conference in Michigan and found that the women had hijacked all of the men's bathrooms. For the duration of the conference, all the restrooms in the building had been designated as ladies' rooms. <laughs> well, it was a women's conference. <laughs> you have a male speaker there. You need to... A lot him one. He should have had his own like <laughs> private bathroom, to be honest. Or or one of those things you bring when you travel and you're not gonna A urinal. <laughs> just, just one of those cups. Gatorade bottle. Something. Something. <laughs> I mean anything could have worked here. I don't see what the issue was. <laughs> Men have a lot more latitude when it comes to finding some place to pee. Hashtag that. <laughs> We needed those restrooms. You did not. Okay. The Gospel Music Association celebrated the 50th annual Dove Awards with a sold out crowd in Nashville, Tennessee last week. The big winners of the night were songwriter Jason Ingram with four Dove Awards. 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 Superstar Lauren Daigle took home three awards. She won awards for Song of the Year, Artist of the Year, and Pop Contemporary Album of the Year. First time winners included Aaron Cole for New Artist of the Year, which I kind of find insulting because he's been around a while. <laughs> Phil Wickham, Worship Record, uh, Worship Recorded Song of the Year, and Keith and Christian Getty, uh, Kristen Getty, there you go. Inspirational Album of the Year. Uh, full list of winners you can see at the GMA Dove Awards page. Uh, cool night. 
Uh, but yeah, seriously insulted by Aaron Cole just now being recognized. <laughs> New artist of the year. Come on, folks. This is why Macro Radio exists. Because there's so many artists out there that are killing it. That are just not recognized by mainstream CMM. Whatever. No, CHH. What's it called? I don't know. Christian music. CCM. That's a contemporary Christian music. Uh, whatever. There you go. <laughs> CHH is Christian hip hop. Getting all my acronyms incorrect. Okay. Bit of news before we leave out the hour. You just <laughs> okay. Whatever. <laughs> just talk. Keep, stop. Stop. Whatever you're doing. And move <laughs> on, please. <laughs> California students will soon be able to get more sleep before heading to school thanks to a new and controversial law passed by Governor Gavin Newsom on Sunday. The legislation. Uh, Senate Bill 328 makes California the first state in the nation to establish later start times for its public, middle, and high schools. According to KTLA, under the mandate, middle schools in California can open no earlier than 8 a.m. and high schools must open at 8.30 or later. Districts have until Jan- uh, July 2022 to begin implementing the new times, according to KTTV. Uh, so, I don't know. Would this be better? I feel like... We're already there, It would cut into the evening the later we get. Sure. But middle school, the bell rings. I hate the bell schedule at middle school. The times are so retarded. The bell rings at 816. Not 815. Not 820. 816. 816? Yeah. And then, I know... And then they release at 3.38. So, I know, it's the craziest thing. What is happening? I don't, I'm not quite sure. But that's still, and then I believe our high school goes in at 8.30. Yeah, I think so too. So we're, I mean, we're already there. Yeah. Which I think, in comparison to when I went to school, I remember our bell ringing at 7.45. Yeah. Now, I remember being in high school at like 7, but I think that was for driver's ed. They had that early in the morning before school actually started. Right. Yeah. So, I guess I don't understand the big deal or why it's controversial. Well, I guess it's... How early did school used to start? I mean, I guess it's because it's California. Uh, maybe. I do think that we have one of the later start times. Yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. But our kids get out later, but it's not even that much later. Yeah. I pick up Eli at 3. Yeah. 2.50 really is when he gets out. Yeah. So. School's weird. We're just, oh gosh. So we're just now getting into like learning about how to be parents of kids in school. Yeah. Kid came home with a box full of chocolates he was supposed to sell. I'm like, well, that ain't happening. We don't have time to pick our nose, let alone take our kid throughout the neighborhood and sell chocolate. Oh, you're not allowed to take them through the neighborhood. Ow. I hit my microphone. What are you supposed to do with it? So, I saw other kids going through the neighborhood. Okay, so that's that... That's what I did as a kid. That, yeah, that's what we did as a kid. But it is a rule now through the district that children are not supposed to go knocking door to door. Wow. Yeah. And it's basically for the safety of the child because we have a, such a large population of children here yeah. in our town whose parents are not involved. 
that you give them a box of chocolates and expect them to sell it, they're going to go door to door just by themselves. So exactly. what are you supposed to do then? Um, businesses, church. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm of the belief, and I know that you might not agree with this, and most parents don't. I don't feel like kids should be selling their stuff at church. Okay. It gives me too much of the vibe of the thing in the Bible, which I know was not the same thing. Jesus was upset that they were selling, like the church itself was selling stuff Mm -hmm. in the church. Yeah. Not kids selling stuff for school or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it weirds me out still. To the point where I'm like, well, we're not taking that to church mm-hmm. to try and sell your chocolate. So the only other option that was listed on the thing was take it to your work mm-hmm. and sell it to you. Well, I work at a church. Yeah. And I usually work by myself when I'm here. Yeah. And then Deidre works at a financial institution who is not allowed to accept any kind of monetary give or take. Yeah. Because it'll be looking like it's a bribe to... Uh, Get an inside scoop on yeah. some stocks or something or other. Right. And so, yeah, I'll buy your whole box of chocolate if, you know, you get me in on the latest tips you yeah. know, or whatever. So, so can't do that either. So, we just sat there and looked at that box. <laughs> like, well, we can buy a few and then we'll just send the rest back. So, that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> we bought a handful of them and we're like, Take them back, please. Yeah. And they were fine with it. They're, they're you know, like, okay, well, we have several kids that are selling a lot, and we'll just give them to them, and they can sell those, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had to downplay the whole, look, the prizes that you're going to win if you sold these are pretty crappy anyway. We'll, we'll yeah. buy you a toy. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, we're going to so, have to do that every year. <laughs> I'm actually in agreement with you on the are selling you? things okay. in church. Okay. Have I my kids know. ever approached you? Uh, well, no, I just know that they sell stuff. So, but and here's the so, thing. But I guess it's always been through Facebook. Through it? Facebook yeah, or, or. I just picked it up at church. That's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> the, the butter braid or whatever yeah. it was. But in our <laughs> friends as well. I mean, the people that we go to church with, we hang out with. And so yeah. you come over to our house. And that's different. Yeah. And I'm going to hit you up. <laughs> hey, we're selling this. You want to buy some? Do you know what I mean? Right. I don't have to do it at church. And I feel like that should be the majority you should not have to sell at church because you should be fellowshipping with these people outside right. of church and you can sell it then. Ah! <laughs> um, I also don't want people to be like, oh, I got to avoid them in case their kid's selling something. <laughs> okay. So one, here's my reasoning. One, it stirs up all kinds of division between the kids because mm. they're all selling these chocolate bars at the yeah. same time, all the schools. And they're running around. I can remember when the boys were in elementary school and it was my boys, Cole and Roddy, Dakota and Mariska. You know, they're all running around because they're all at the same age and they're all hitting up like the five people in the church, you know. And then it's, well, I already sold to this person. And I'm like, this is dumb. This it's now become a popularity thing, and I'm over it. So this and is. And I dumb. don't think that's what it really is. I think it really just came down to whichever kid got to them first, because you can't say no. You can't as someone else. Exactly, you, there, can't, say you can't, no. can't say no. So if you say yes to this kid, you better say yes to my kid. That's all I'm if saying. Everybody, you, know, you buy from everybody. That's right. <laughs> so that's why I'm saying 
it's going to make all of us on the other side say, I'm going to avoid them entirely yeah. until they're done somewhere. But to the worst kind of woman to come into the church is the Avon woman. <laughs> and we're just creating the next generation <laughs> of, you know, Pampered Chef, sure. Avon. And Herbalife. I was one. I was one. I was a Pampered Chef consultant. Samantha was Herbalife. That's the thing. Like, it's, <laughs> you begin to avoid those people too. Oh, they got to get their sales in. It's the end of the month. Got to avoid on this Sunday. Oh, so, man. anyway. Yeah. We definitely took a big turn. <laughs> I do feel like on Facebook, people ignore my normal statuses anymore because mostly all I post about is through the radio station or, you know, about mm-hmm. radio station. I, I don't like see a, that you have normal like statuses a, anymore. Well, they're, they're rare, but I would think that that would make them more valuable to people. <laughs> and they're not. <laughs> no, nobody interacts with me anymore <laughs> if I post something normal. <laughs> and I feel like it's that same way. It's because I'm always pushing the radio station on them. <laughs> or some other gimmick that I'm doing. Some other card game that I'm selling. Speaking of, we'll be talking about some cool updates to card games um hey just just so you're aware (laughs) if your kid's ever selling the world's finest chocolate i will buy like 20 bucks worth of that chocolate (laughs) all right they were pretty good world's finest chocolate is the best chocolate ever i got a couple of their uh almond uh candy bars and their caramel ones both of those were on point the wafer crisp those are my favorite i don't think we had those this time Ooh, they are so good (laughs) <laughs> they, I will buy all the wafer crisp. <laughs> and these were bigger than I remember. Like really? the ones I remember had been like those long strip ones. Yeah. This year they were like full candy bar size. Really? Like Hershey size. Huh. Yeah. So all right, world's finest. And then there were boxes of like chocolate covered caramels and chocolate covered almonds. Y'all got the good stuff. Mix. Yeah, it was really good. Now I'm kind of ticked that you didn't <laughs> message me. <laughs> Well, we hadn't spoken in a while, though. <laughs> I didn't want my first message to be, hey, come buy this candy. <laughs> Give me your money. <laughs> Give me your money. Because frankly... Money, please. Frankly, I got to the point where I'm starting to worry. Maybe she doesn't want to do this anymore. <laughs> just briefly. That's my own narcissism and codependency talking, being honest. Listen, you just got to be more <laughs> like me. More like Mo. Don't be codependent. Quit caring what people think. Exactly. (laughs) All right, when we come back, Mo and I are going to go head-to-head in a game. But first, (gasps) tip-hop humpty. So we got a music block kicking off with three rap or hip-hop songs from yesterday and today. Stick around. We'll be back at the top of the hour. Hey, have you heard? We're so glad that you're listening to the Back Row Morning Show in its podcast form. But we hear there's actually an entire radio station that plays some amazing Christian music throughout the show and all day long. We've heard and now you have too. Join us at BackRowRadio.com and stream online or download our free app for iPhone and Android. Back Row Radio, Christian music in every flavor. 
Have you seen Dad's will? Yeah. Have you noticed I'm not in it? Well, of course not. You didn't exactly have a relationship with him. Okay, so there was that time I needed some money and took his precious painting and sold it for a hundred bucks. It was worth a million. Who would have guessed a few brush strokes on canvas would be worth so much? You shouldn't have taken it in the first place. Well, it doesn't really matter now that Dad has his painting back. What? Yeah. Someone paid a million dollars to buy that painting and then they gave it to Dad. You're kidding. Nope. So Dad should be happy. I still don't understand why I'm not in his will. Have you ever asked him to forgive you? What for? He got his painting back. You're right. The debt is paid. But to heal your relationship with Dad, you need to ask his forgiveness. All of us are guilty of sinning against God. But Jesus paid the price for our sins through his sacrificial death. To have a relationship with God, have you asked for his forgiveness? tell it's been a while since she's been here because our segments are much longer so long <laughs> so long uh, all right let's kick off this hour with five random facts five random facts even though they don't have wings spiders can fly for hundreds of miles across entire oceans on long strands of silk using earth's electric fields it's called ballooning Spiders have been found two and a half miles up in the air and 1,000 miles out to sea. So, it's been a good life. I'm out of here. (laughs) Peace. That is the most terrifying fact I've ever heard. Well, you know. Ocean spiders. Ocean spiders. (laughs) It's interesting, I have to say. Yeah. That does explain a lot about, like, because I've always seen some spider webs and, like, how did they make that first web? How did they get from there to there the first time? They ballooned. They ballooned? Yeah. Electric field. Weird. Yep. Uh, hey, Nick and April, you guys got to listen up. <laughs> In Tennessee, it is illegal to share your Netflix password with someone else. Illegal. I wonder why. Because that's not a Netflix thing. Netflix encourages it because that will would eventually that's shown to eventually prove that the people that were borrowing the password would eventually Get their start own their own password. account. Yeah, and so I wonder what kicked that into gear in Tennessee. Who who led that legislation of let's make that illegal, and why? Under whose guise did they need to do this? Was it some politician that has like a bunch of stock in Netflix? I don't know. I don't know, Nick, I'm going to need you to do the research on that and get back to us. Um, 
Owls don't have eyeballs. Instead, they have fixed eye tubes that require them to move their entire head to look in different directions. Yeah, so their eyes can't move at all. They can only look straight. Which makes sense. As, yeah. yeah, when you... That's what I think of when I think of an owl. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, in Russia, beer was classified as a soft drink <laughs> until 2011. <laughs> That sounds like a stereotype. <laughs> Russian and their beer. Welcome, children. You want Dr. Pepper, Budweiser? <laughs> We've got it all. On tap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Fun fact Matt and I both played the same Russian character in. <laughs> in a VBS? Play. No, in no. a. Uh, the thing. It wasn't BBS. What it was, was it? Jams. Hedetiskaya. Oh, it was Jams for you, but it was a VBS. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm that's sorry. Where they, yeah, that's where they took it from. It was, uh, it was back when VBSs required, you know, like a, a, a team to come and act out the story oh, in I the main session. Okay. Yeah. I played... Header to Skya, and you were Hedda, which was the original character. Hedda. Hedda to Skya. Yep. Okay. Uh, mosquitoes kill about 725,000 people per year. Let that I'm going to reiterate in. my initial reaction to the first fact and say, I'm out of here. I'm Bye, out of guys. Here. Earth has been fun, but I'm done with it. Thank I'm you. done. Earth is fun. <laughs> I am done. All right. It has been so dang long since we have played a game and so i am ready to play a game mo are you because i mean i don't i could be fine without it <laughs> we're gonna play one of my favorite games rapid fire what <laughs> the whole name stuff thing um it's where we like name three of these Name three of that. And Got how it. many you can get yeah. through in a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you want to go first? Sure, why not? Let's do this. It's called Rapid Fire. Great. It's a phone game. And here we go. Nope, it's an ad for Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> here we go. Name three kinds of footwear. Uh, sandal, sock, shoe. Name three banks. AT&T, BB&T, AT&T is not one, BB&T, USAA, and PenFed. Name three vegetables. <laughs> Broccoli, cauliflower, green beans. Name three kinds of squash. Oh, butternut, zucchini, pumpkin. <laughs> Name three fears. Heights, death, public speaking. Name three books. Mockingjay, <laughs> the Bible. Bible is number two, okay. <laughs> Judge, a purpose-driven life. Judging you. Name three of the deadly sins. I don't know the deadly sins. <laughs> we in Shazam. What? Have you seen Shazam? They were in Shazam. They nope. were the villains. Okay. Nope. Name three streets in the city. Oh, Martin Luther King Drive, Prince, and 21st. <laughs> you got six right. You don't know the deadly sins? No. Lust, pride, sloth, all those, gluttony. Nope. 
I don't deal with any of those, so I don't need to know them. <laughs> I have never dealt with a deadly sin before, so you can judge me all you want, but I think I'm coming out on top of this. So. I think the only one that needs to be judged is you, okay? Ugh. All right, you got six. All right, Ugh. ready? Yep. Name three jobs at a bank. Uh, teller, security guard, uh, uh, I don't know any others, uh, uh, opening new accounts, the guy that opens new accounts. Uh, Name three round fruits. Uh, orange, uh, apple is round, uh, and grapes. They're oval. It's They're ra- roundish, <laughs> round, it didn't say circle, it said Name round. Name three plants. Plants? Plants. Uh, fern. Uh, flowers, uh, 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 grass. <laughs> I'm terrible at this game. I don't think I should give you that. Grass one. cows is a plant. It's a it's it's foliage. Uh, I don't know. For, for, fauna, uh, fauna is what we'll I'm see. Saying. Keep we'll going. See. Come on. Name three members of the royal family. You've got to be kidding me. Pass. <laughs> oh, I hit. Oh, I hit. Got it. <laughs> Name three four letter words. <laughs> <laughs> Fart, poop, darn. <laughs> you got four. <laughs> I'm done? You're done. Oh, God. Sorry. Royal, members of the royal family. <laughs> Bite me, rapid fire. <laughs> Harry, William, and Kate. Shut up, <laughs> And Megan. Just because you have an unhealthy obsession. No, I really following- don't. The royal family and all of their reality show like high Nope. Ranks. Don't watch any of it. <laughs> Don't read any of it. I just simply remember Harry and William because they're Princess Di's sons. And then the first wife, Kate. And now Harry's wife is Megan. See, I feel like you're following. <laughs> Oy. A little more closely than you're admitting here. <laughs> I'm really not, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) How would you know all these names? Do you want to know the for real truth? Yeah. So when I worked in HR, my boss, who I've talked about this before, my desk faced her office, you know, we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, She, which her grandmother was from England, their direct, (laughs) whatever. Um, (laughs) Anyway. Descendants of English people. (laughs) Is that the right thing? But anyway, that's what I was thinking in my head, but I was like, that doesn't sound right, so I won't say it. Anyway, she was very much like Harry and Meghan got married while I was still working there. Oh, and she so was super into it. Yeah. Okay. We watched the whole Well see the whole thing at work. That just, and, that just means you you're guilty by association of learning all this stuff through Was guilty by association. <laughs> I'm no longer associated. But you so, learned it. It I did learn cemented it. cemented in your mind. So I, I consider that a win for me. You know, <laughs> as I'm thinking about it, I really don't know how I know so much about that. Like, it's... I know their favorite food. Kate Middleton, <laughs> Meghan Markle. I'm, like, that's their names, but that's... I don't even know their kids' names. George, Prince George. I don't know. You do know that is one of them. Is it? I don't think, I think it that's is. That's the only thing that I know. Prince George. So we have the baby prince. Well, now they have a daughter as well. <coughs> right. He's no longer a baby. 
That's funny. All right. <laughs> There's a whole sad. new generation that of was royal a family. Sad performance by me. Well, you know. You did real good. I also don't think that I should have counted at all the whole plants thing. <laughs> Flowers and grass. <laughs> need you to be a little more specific than that. It didn't say that. be specific. It didn't say give me the... Yeah, I'm going to need you to be a little more specific. I said so. ferns. Yeah, and I was really hopeful. I was like, cool, he's going to get flowers. What? Ferns. Grass. Tulips. Uh, cactus. There you go, see? <laughs> see? That's all you had to do. And I, just... and I don't necessarily think that apple is around fruit. It is round. It didn't say circle. It said round. If yes, it has but... rounded edges, that's round. No. Adios. That's more bumpy. An no. apple is bumpy. <laughs> if you could drive a car on the surface, if it were car size, that's yeah. round. And you'd go into a crater. <laughs> but eventually. I can drive know. my car on a banana. <laughs> but a banana's not round. But I could drive bananas, my car. Bananas oblong. It is also rounded. It has a rounded surface. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Orange, watermelon. That's an oval. Orange, grapefruit, <laughs> cantaloupe. Oval. Orange, grapefruit, cantaloupe. Boom. Three round <laughs> fruits. <laughs> Apples are round. I stand by it. I don't think they are. Is water wet? Let's have this argument. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Here, okay, I've got one for you. I was doing laundry yesterday and a sweatshirt was slightly damp. Uh-huh. And I laid it out over the back of the couch and Chris touched it and said, That's wet. And I said, It's damp, it's not wet. And he said, Something has to be wet in order to be damp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and that's when I just put my head down and yeah. pretended like, like there was no argument to be had. Like damp is a level of wetness, <laughs> right? but it's still wetness. <laughs> There's still wetness to it. I would say you're both right. <laughs> yes, it's wet, but it's not wet. It's not sopping wet. That it can't sit here on the couch to finish dry. Thank you. It's nearly damp. It's got to be wet to be damp. <laughs> I just remember there was a big like viral uh, video of some guy explaining why water is not wet. It's all to say that something is wet is to imply that that wetness can be removed. If something can't be dry then it can't be wet. Water is what makes things wet, but it in and of itself cannot be classified as wet. It just is water. See, people like that have way too much time on their hands. I'm just saying. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. What were we doing? We're News. All... <laughs> as if the time spent walking to do business at the Rhode Island Division of Motor Vehicles wasn't costly enough, Waiting, I said walking. Waiting to do business. The state agency wants Rhode Islanders to pay extra for the privilege of going to the DMV. A $15 in-person customer service fee is one of the ideas the DMV is pitching to Governor Gina Raimondo in its annual budget request. The rationale behind the fees 
is to get people to do transactions online and reduce the volume of walk-ins, especially on peak days when wait times have ballooned in recent years. A $15 fee would apply to standard license and registration renewals that can be completed online or by mail. What would you think if they tried to implement that at our DMV? $15 bonus fee on top of what you're already paying and so you can come sit here and wait in the seventh circle of hell. I, I understand the reasoning behind it. Yeah. And being that I've worked in customer service for years, I, I can get behind it. Because you got people that come in and waste your time and everybody else's time with something that they could easily have done at home. Sure. I, I get that. However, <sighs> there are people who financially cannot afford to have a computer at home. Right internet are we going to really no it's an extra charge yeah to be in person right exactly it used to be an extra charge to use it online to do online you pay an online service fee yep so and here was my argument is going to be the same that it was for that okay when we lived in italy my license expired while we were overseas i had to do it online but i was also forced to pay the extra fee to do it online i'm sorry i'm not taking a plane ride home just to come and renew my license when it's an option for me to do it online. Right. It should be free for me to do it online. Yeah. At the same time, <sighs> if I am a military spouse and I am out of state and I need to go in to renew my license or I need to switch my license to this state's license, my yeah. current, you know, I should not be charged to do something that I cannot do online. Right. And I don't understand the rationale, at least today, behind a fee for doing something online. Because essentially, you aren't having to pay for somebody to be there Yeah. to do it. Yeah. Like, I understand back in the day, they would charge you that fee, like, to keep up with their online web costs. Yeah. But everything is much cheaper these days mm -hmm. and much easier to maintain. And you really don't need a whole team of people behind the computer to do it. Yeah. One guy really is all you need for most things and so unless it's to cover like a credit card fee which i know exists mm -hmm. if you use a credit card to pay right but unless it's that instance i don't understand ever charging an online fee to do it online anymore it should be you should be getting credit it should be cheaper to do it online yeah because it's costing them less for you to do it online <clears throat> but yeah, I do understand uh, that aspect of it. But at the same time, we're in a, the middle, at least here in New Mexico, and I'm sure several other states, transitioning to the real ID thing. Mm -hmm. You can't do that online the first time, at least. Yeah. I don't know if you can the second time or not. The first time, you got to go in and you got to bring everything. And most of the time, you find out, oh, well, you still need this one weird, obscure thing from 1950. So go get that and then come back. And so yeah. you're there at least twice. So am I going to pay 30 bucks for this one ID card that the government's requiring me to update? Yeah. <laughs> so I still have a Tennessee driver's license, and that's the main reason why. Because I, like, I, I was actually supposed to have converted to a New Mexico driver's license like six months ago when yeah. Chris got out. Um, so I'm kind of... Of the military, not yeah. prison. <laughs> I 
I feel like that phrase, when someone got out, is universally used for prison. Sure. I mean, military is like prison, but whatever. Um, <laughs> sign your life away. No. Um, anyway, but that's... And I've only been married once. I have one birth certificate, one marriage certificate. That should be all that I'm supposed to take in. Yeah. But I've heard horror stories of people who... You have to have your birth certificate, driver's license, marriage certificate, and then, of course, people who have had multiple marriages. You also have the divorce decree showing where you changed your name, and then your new marriage certificate, and then if that's also ended in divorce, that divorce decree. Yeah, it's it's much worse for women because yeah. of the name change thing. Yeah. I didn't even need my marriage certificate to do mine because there's no mm-hmm. reason for it. Lucky you. I, it was very easy to do mine. Yeah. Wife, not as easy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I would be really ticked off if, in addition to having to come two or three times to get this one thing done, you're charging I also me had to fifteen dollars each time I walked in the door. Yeah, yeah, forget that mess right then and there. Lost your mind. <laughs> all right, when we come back, we finish up examining the secular song "Dear God" by Dax and all the questions it raises. But for now, it is hip hop hump day, so we've got uh, music kicking off uh, with three rap or hip hop songs from yesterday. And today, cigarette. The Back Row Rap Block. Two hours of the best Christian rap and hip-hop from yesterday and today. Saturdays at 9 p.m. Eastern. Only on Back Row Radio. week a new music video from the rapper Dax at the secular music scene and it quickly got trending and spread Uh, we've seen a few of his other songs he really wears his heart on his sleeve in these lyrics Uh, it's a genuine struggle that we find appealing Uh, Dax is different uh, than like NF and uh, other artists that do this that he's a secular artist his music is very explicit but he does talk about God in a lot of his songs uh, during this song Dear God it's written from the heart of someone who's obviously uh, a believer but has quite a lot of questions that I think many of us have asked uh, from time to time in our journey of faith so we're going to examine these questions these lyrics and see how we can respond 
Uh, we've been doing this the last couple days. I would encourage you to go back and check them out. We're going to start with verse 3 today. So the first section, he says, uh, How do I know that religion wasn't made just to separate the world and create a whole disguise just to keep us in these chains while the rich get richer and the poor pray to you and perpetuate a lie? Whew, big thing. Big thing. So I've got to insinuate that the these change thing is talking about slavery. So it's, it's, it's talking about keeping people captive essentially mm -hmm. so is was religion created just to keep slaves as slaves keep them locked down and poor while everybody else gets rich essentially that's what i think he's trying to say with that and when i examine that i i can understand where he would be coming from from that perspective because we hear We've heard all the stories of, you know, the slave trade, slavery in America, how spirituality was a big deal, how that often got them through. And we got all these these slave songs and and uh, stuff that they would use as code, you know, scripture and stuff they would use as code, songs they would use as code uh, for the Underground Railroad and all this other stuff. And you know, it was a it was a big big part of Black culture as slavery was uh, happening and mm -hmm. soon to be abolished. And still is, like, you know, relationally and historically, it's still tied in deeply with that culture. And so I can see how that would equate, they could equate one with the other, that uh, this was something designed to do this. But at the same time, I don't think that, you know, black culture back then was force fed this as something that they need to believe in. I think this is something that they pulled strength from themselves. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I would say that that was the freeing thing. That was the rallying cry for freedom. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, uh, crossing that over with the money issue, if anything's keeping someone in chains, it's the love of money. It's the addiction to money. It's the, the, the overall need to get richer. And that's, I feel like the Bible says that time and time again. The love of money is the root of all evil. You can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and money. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And that we get so, <clears throat> we can get so focused on, I need, I need, I need, I need, I want, I want, I want, that we lose sight of God completely. So I honestly think it's flip-flopped. I don't think that religion was designed to, to keep anybody in chains. I think that money itself is what does it. And that while money can be used for a lot of good purposes, I think it often keeps people confined. Yeah. And stuck. Yeah. And like, I don't want to get too heavily political, but that's kind of one of the things that like... Uh, the conservative movement tends to try and make clear that, you know, it may seem great that the left side tries to give out all these, all these programs where you're getting all this money and, you know, Barack Obama extended the unemployment thing from, I think it was 48 weeks to like 99 plus weeks. Mm -hmm. And remove the requirement to even prove that you were actively searching for a job, which I remember when I, there was one point when I tried to get unemployment when I was actively searching for a job. And even then it was 
too difficult and I couldn't get it. There was a lot of steps, steps you had to do and all that's kind of been removed and hasn't been put back in place. If you're coming to rely more and more and more on the government giving you money, don't they kind of have control over you at that point? Because mm-hmm. now, because it's not just a here have it. It's a here have it and vote for us to keep it coming. Yeah. Because if you vote for the other guys, they're going to take it away. Mm-hmm. Isn't that chains? <laughs> that's 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 making you think you have more freedom than you do. That's what I think. Yeah. And I'm not saying that all of these programs are bad. Uh, I mean, my wife and I have benefited from some of them when we needed them. And that's fine. And, you know, our kids are still on WIC. I think that's a fantastic program. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The goal is to eventually get to the point where we're not reliant on any government assistance whatsoever. Mm -hmm. If you take away that goal, if you take away the need to even do that, if I can just not work to better myself in any way and still receive money, all this money and benefits, where's the push? Yeah. Where's the the pull for me to to take a step up? Mm Mm-hmm. Hand up, not a handout. That's usually the big rallying cry from the right side. Right. If someone wants to get better, someone wants more freedom, they need to be able to stand up on mm-hmm. their own two feet at some point. And so it's a very touchy subject and I'm really trying to dance around certain words to not be offensive. But I really feel like that's what's happening. I feel like if I was completely relying on government assistance and... Uh, unemployment and stuff of that nature to the point where I could conceivably just use that uh, for most of my income. Even if it would be a, you know, I'm not saying it's billions of dollars, you know, you're getting, you're getting, it's still a tight existence. But if I had that always as my cushion, I would be much less motivated to better myself. Yeah. Search for a job rise up the ranks, learn something new, go back to college, anything like that. Yeah. So, and I know that we've talked about, we touched on the verse yesterday about how he doesn't want to get the answers from a book. And we kind of just assumed that he's talking about the Bible. But for me specifically in reference to this question, when I think about an answer to this, I think about, honestly, the Israelites. That is where I my thought immediately goes because God's whole plan was to remove them from their slavery and their bondage, yeah. which was causing the Egyptians to get richer, if yeah. you will. Um, but in that same sense, the Israelites had a sense of religion. Yeah. With their their sacrifice, you know, their animal sacrifices and their altars, that was their religion. That was, you know, you talked about it yesterday as well, the traditions that come with religion. Those were their traditions. Mm -hmm. You know, they they did these certain things in order to show their respect and their love and their submission to God. All while being removed from that slavery, being removed from that bondage that was causing the rich to get rich, you know? So if I were to answer that question with just one very clear instance, it would have to be 
the story of the Israelites. Yeah, that's a good for me. That's a good uh, connection. Yeah. Uh, moving from that topic to another tough topic, he says, uh, I used to know a pastor in a church and I can still hear the screams of the kids that he would abuse. Mm-hmm. This is an unfortunate reality, not just like in the Catholic church, but we've also recently realized in the Southern Baptist convention that it's a big deal in Southern Baptist churches as well. I'm sure it's everywhere, everywhere in mm-hmm. every portion of society. It's a small percentage of millions of church leaders and volunteers, but the problem's not at all exclusive to the church. Uh, it just jo- it does show us that there are people who give in to evil everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we talked about Judas on Monday. Judas was in the inner circle of Jesus himself, and he still gave in to evil. Uh, this kind of stuff happens. Uh, there's no easy answer for it, and it it's completely awful. But I think it becomes more uh, painful when it comes from the church because... We feel like if there's anybody we should be able to trust, it's a pastor or Mm -hmm. someone who volunteers at the church. And I understand that. But at the same time, we can't let that let us demonize, you know, all leaders, all pastors, Mm -hmm. put them all in the camp of possibly abusive Mm -hmm. uh, and keep us away from church at all. Mm Yeah. you know, there are teachers that, that do the same thing. We hear about that every year of some teacher that has an inappropriate relationship with a kid. But we don't demonize all teachers. Right. You know, we don't say, well, my kid's just not going to go to school ever, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we can't let our mindset fall into that of, well, I'm not going to trust church. I'm not going to trust pastors because there are some bad ones out there. Uh then unless you have something to add to that, we'll just try and wrap it up because I know we're running behind. Well. Do you have something? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to cut you off. If you do, please. No, I I completely agree with what you've said. And it has been a real struggle for me on the opposite end of it. Um, because it is so popular for people to put it's so popular to put people in a box. Yeah. It's so popular. Like, it's so common to just say, well, this person did this and they're slightly associated with it. And so they have to be a part of that box as well. They have to be a part of that title, yeah, if yeah. you will. Um, I've shared with you how I've struggled. You know, I get angry with your story, you know, and I hear the other side of it and i want to throw my fist on a table and be the voice of reason can't necessarily do that but it just you know we had um this past year we had we talk about celebrate recovery we talk about freedom ranch we have um uh what's it called the lighthouse mission Yeah, yeah um it's basically a rehabilitation center here in the town where if you have an alcohol problem or a drug problem of sorts, you can come here for 30, 60, 90 days. And it's a program, a rehabilitation program. The lighthouse is for the ladies, typically, and the ranch is for the men. Um, Well, during our last day of VBS at the church that I'm now a part of, the pastor approached me and said, what do you think about having the guys from the ranch come and help tear stuff down, put chairs up, you know, put the sanctuary back to where it was supposed to be. Yeah. My first response was absolutely. Yeah. 
heck yeah, bring them in, you know? One, I had missed those guys because I used to see them on a weekly basis here at Celebrate Recovery and hadn't seen them for months. So I was like, yes, of course. Two, I just knew that it was a good way for the church to just say, hey, you're a part of the the community as well. But I had a moment where my heart just broke because I had somebody approach me and say, why are the guys from the ranch here? Mm. And I said, oh, they're helping. You know, they're going to get the chairs back in the sanctuary. And her response was, but my kids are here. (sighs) And I looked at her and I said, and so are mine. And she just looked at her daughter when she realized she wasn't going to get the response from me that she wanted. She looked at her daughter and said, don't leave my side. And that just broke my heart because there's so many within our community, within our church community, who are being labeled and being judged by something, by one choice, by one decision, and not even by a decision that they made, but by a decision that somebody who they know, and now they're in this box. Now they're in this label. And for that to be what we point out and what we lean on instead of, heck yeah, bring them into the church. (laughs) Instead of that being our response, it, it shows to me personally the corruptness that's within the church. And it doesn't just happen with the person behind the pulpit. Yeah. You know, so for me... I feel like I've said for me a thousand and two times. <laughs> um, but for me, it's not. I It's not that. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I feel like I'm you right now because I don't want to say anything that's offensive. Right. And that's going to sound inappropriate. Um. While it is a hard topic, while it happens more often than what we want to admit, while it sucks, while it's awful, that should never be a reason to keep you out of the church, and it should never be a reason to turn you away from the church. Yeah, I agree. And the last and final question that we're going to address is he asks, Dear God, do you hear me? And uh, the answer to that, of course, is he does. Uh, Doesn't always feel like it. That's true of all of us, uh, but he's there. He's there. He's listening. He's feeling what you're feeling, and he wants the best for you. Uh, there's even more to this song worthy of discussion, but I think that we've delved into it enough for our purpose. Uh, even though it's a secular song, and some parts seem uh, that he is speaking very disrespectfully to God, in my opinion. Uh, It's clear from Dax's larger body of work that he does consider himself a believer, though a struggling one. And honestly, that vulnerability and uh, willingness to open up and share about his faith struggles is admirable, something that we should all strive to do. Uh, We'd all be better uh, better off being a little more honest in that way. So uh, if you'd like to check it out, check it out. Dear God by Dax, just be prepared. It's it's rough, and there's a lot of cursing in it. It, yeah. But... uh, the vulnerability part is what we admire and uh, we need more of. So I, I'm i going to say something real quick, Matt. Do it. As I was listening again on the way this morning to the song, just kind of refresh my yeah. memory, I kind of thought, what would be my response if somebody, we talked about um, cussing yeah. in 
in Christian songs. What, w- But this kind of, to me, takes it to another level. Yeah. There was a lot, and the F-bomb was right away. Yeah. Um, But for me, so I had to have that moment of how would I respond? What would I say? And for me... When I get passionate about something, when I am really overwhelmed with emotion, whether it's a good emotion or a bad emotion, I cry. That's just how I, Yeah. that's just how it comes out. That is how my passion looks in physical form, if you will. Yeah. And I truly believe that for Dax, that's the case. That's just how his passion comes out. Yeah, and I and I completely agree with you. I don't think I think that there was one time in the entire song that I was like, now that one wasn't necessary. But every other word felt like a real f- emotional response. Exactly. I would I would completely agree with that, and that's kind of where we landed when we talked about that on the show before. Yeah. Is that you know we're not all that against genuine emotional uses of curse words right and in fact i don't even think that goes against the biblical verses that we see about cursing and close yeah. language and stuff i think that's more about jokes and how we interact with others and insult other people right not genuine emotional responses but whether you're here or there what you know what we're saying is that we shouldn't be just judging this song bad because it has curse words in it. Right. Now, of course, we're not going to play it on the radio station because of that reason, but that's a... Because Matt is the one who chooses the music a, on the radio that's station. A, that's, <laughs> a, that's an overarching poli- policy decision, <laughs> but it shouldn't reflect on the genuineness of his heart when right. he's singing the song. Uh, the emotion is very present. The struggle is very real. And uh, like I said, if we'd be better off if we were all more honest in that way. So, yeah. yeah I and I definitely don't want to dismiss it and don't want to dismiss his emotions and his the, the truth that's behind this song. Yeah. Because there is an amount of truth behind this song. These are questions that we all, at some point, will or have struggled with, yeah. have dealt with. And for me, because I'm a visual person, it was just... As I'm listening to the song, I can just visualize, you know, with every question that he asks, I can just visualize God wrapping his arms around him and just answering everyone, you know, in a loving and a peaceful father-like manner to his son who is just hurting and so burdened, you know. And I think you want, uh, speaking of emotionally, with that video, especially when you're watching the actual video that he made for it. Yeah. At the end, he says, you know, I'll wrap it all up by saying amen. Yeah. And then as it's fading out, you hear him like whisper. It's very like emotional thing. It's Dax. You know, it's like he's begging for a response. Yeah. You know, this, it's me. Please yeah. come talk to me. Yeah. Kind of thing. And so I, I really felt all of that, all of that emotion really hit with just that last it's Dax yeah. thing uh, in that song for me. And so, I mean, I, I, I agree. Uh but we are over time. Let's go stick around. We'll be back to another show.
Macro Radio is a commercial-free ministry that is partially funded by our Patreon donors. If you like what we do here at Macro Radio and you'd like to support us financially, please visit patreon.com slash macro radio. show here on this Wednesday. We're going to close out the show with your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day, Galatians 6.2, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of, law of Christ. Our thought for the day comes from Mike Donahue. Donahue? One of them. Okay. Opportunities to show love and kindness to others often come disguised as an inconvenience. <laughs> I like that one a lot. I'm, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Thank you for joining <laughs> us this morning. We're every Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific. Podcast is available usually in the afternoons on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, wherever podcasts are sold. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Back Row Radio and join our laughter-inducing Facebook community, Back Row Baptist Church, by going to brbchurch.com. If you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Android users, don't forget it's time to download our brand new app and replace the old one on your phones. Go to the Play Store and search Back Row Radio. Both apps are probably still going to come up, but look for the one with Trip, our ice cream cone mascot, on the icon. That's the new one. iPhone users, the new app should be available for you soon as well, hopefully before the end of the month. But for now, you can still use the old app. That's it for the show. Mo, what's the final word? App. That's, I don't know. App. App. (laughs) I just feel like I said a lot of app. (laughs) (laughs) If you need us, we'll be at the back. Bye.